Welcome back to this, my series of Perfectly Imperfect Podcasts within Bioethics. I'm Kira Duddy, and I'm your host, as usual. Today on this chat, we'll be discussing GMOs. And when I say GMOs, I'll be ex- explaining some risks and benefits, some explanations and examples of GMOs within our everyday foods, some ethical concerns and considerations, the process of labeling, and even my opinion on the matter. So sit back, maybe get a soft blanket, maybe even a snack. This podcast won't, be, won't take too long. So just sit back and relax. Enjoy the first ride of your soon-to-be new knowledge of GMOs. First things first. You probably don't know what a GMO actually is. For starters, GMOs are genetically modified organisms whose genetic material has been altered using genetic engineering techniques. Now, I'll give you a tiny history lesson of the origins of GMOs. Back in 1973, Herbert Boyer and Stanley Cohen worked together and eventually, after years of hard work together, they successfully genetically engineered an organism. So that is that. Now, the question is, what do GMOs do? And the answer is as simple as ever. Some foods and animals are genetically modified to not need pesticides to go against the pesticides, grow bigger, and add more flavor become immune against certain diseases or and or bacteria, last longer, withstand certain temperatures, and to boost the speed of growth within organisms. One thing as, your, as my audience, you might want to know. Almost every single food within the grocery store, besides the one marked organic or GMO-free, have GMOs actually in them. Some examples for what food is genetically modified and what is done to them to make them better. There's about 11 in the st- 11 that are most common within the United States, but for some, here is these. First, salmon. Salmon is modified in order to grow faster, taste much longer, and the shelf life to last longer, including their size to make it more uh, delectable through the amount of food. Second is summer squash, which is modified to become immune to a few viruses, grow bigger and faster, longer shelf life, and have more flavor. Third is cotton. Cotton cotton was modified to be resistant against insects, become softer, and attempts to grow more cotton off one singular plant. The last example is canola. Canola oil, to be exact, which is modified to last longer in certain environments. Now that the basics and some examples are out of the way, here are some pros and cons and risks and benefits throughout uh, GMOs. Of course, within within topics of bioethics, there are always pros and cons to them. So we are going to start off with just some of the benefits of GMOs. Starting off, GMOs give more nutritious food, more tastier food, disease and drought resistant plants, and certain animals too. Plant, and then there's, they make plants that require few resources as well. There's less use of pesticides and other chemicals, increased food supply with less cost and longer shelf life, and faster growing plants and animals. Therefore, reproduction is much easier. Now, those are some good benefits, but with the benefits you all know, there's some risks. Those risks being genetically contaminated slash interbreeding, competition with natural species, increased selection pressure on target and non-target organisms, ecosystem impacts, impossibility to follow up, and some people have allergies towards the certain GMOs that added food, meaning that when they eat certain things, they, will, they won't know until afterwards. And that means there's a lot of research that has to go into them, meaning more money to be spent on the, by the state.
another huge part and piece of GMOs in the large diversity of them are the ethical concerns and considerations. The, eco- the ethical concerns being perceived threats to the integrity and intricate value of organisms involved, to the concept of natural order and integrity of species, and the integrity of the ecosystems in which the genetically modified organisms occur. Whilst these considerations are crop pose ethical dilemmas are of both non-male sufficient and beneficent beneficence, sorry. In efforts to do no harm that the non-male I can't pronounce that word, I'm so sorry. To the environment and the consumers, the benefits would outweigh the potential risks of these new chemicals. Quickly hopping to another topic that rests on the entirety of GMOs, the labeling of GMOs, is a huge discussion that's very controversial throughout the nation. In the state of Massachusetts, no laws actually mandate genetically modified foods to be labeled and how and what they're modified within them. Of course, this sparks some controversy between others. There have been a few attempts to create bills in Massachusetts to make labeling foods created with GMOs, but they quickly fell through in the Massachusetts... Massachusetts now currently has zero laws on labeling GMOs, like I said previously. Coming to the end of my podcast, I know, sad, right? I'm going to be closing up with the entire opinion, and my entire opinion on this matter, as I always do in our little chats. So for me, I'm actually for the idea of labeling foods, or in the beginning of labeling foods that are genetically modified, including all foods and ingredients within the type of meal, food, or fruit that is genetically modified. Any type of food that has been modified should be should state why it was modified, where it was mo- where it was modified, and how it affects the food, along with warning if it contains any high hi- highly allergenic ingredients. This could not only be helpful for skeptics of GMOs. It could also reduce the number of allergic and chemical reactions involving GMO foods. At the same time, however, there are many ingredients that that sound dangerous but are not. We do understand that if the labels were included, scary-sounding ingredients that are actually harmless could give drive people away, losing profits for GMO countries and food companies. Not countries, my bad. Though, we the people have the right to know what ingredients are modified and what things have been done to the foods. Even if the food is harmless with the GMOs, the entire study could be used more as an educational topic and used more by more people about the science of GMOs. Well, like usual, this podcast has came to an end, but I really do hope you enjoyed your stay for a few minutes and learned some new information. Until next time, stay informed and have fun. I'll see you on the next podcast.